I'd like to send a special shout out to this week's sponsor, Tropical Nights Restaurant and Lounge, located in Scarborough, 1154 Morningside Avenue. And guys, you already know they are the best rooftop patio in the six. When it comes to food, when it comes to drinks, when it comes to music, they have everything on lock and you will not be disappointed. I mean, the pepper shrimp. There's my reco. Try out the pepper shrimp. Try out the pina colada. They got the best rum punch, hands down, in the six. During the week, they even have bucket specials. So check it out. And just make sure that you are following the protocols in place. We're still under quarantine. So masks are required when using the facilities. And please make sure you are calling in ahead. Reservations are needed because it is super busy down there. So check it out. Best rooftop patio in the six. There's my reco as well. Hope to see you there soon. It's always a lime at Tropicals. Big up Nigel, big up BB, Jeremy, Regan, Dave, and all the rest of the crew. Tropicals is the place to be in the six, baby. You are now tuned in to the Body Hot Mix series. Mix, remixed, refixed, and all the good ish by Canada's heavy hitter, DJ Ghost Rider from the Judgment Day Sound Crew. Rough Rider, Canada's official DJ. When the rain hits my window, I take in, I take in <coughs> me some endo. Me and Timberland, ooh, we sing a jango. We so tight that you get our styles tangled. Sway your dosi do like you loco. Can we get kicked tonight like Coco? So so, you wanna play with my yo yo? Uh-huh. I smoke my hydro on the D lo. What's up, what's up, y'all? It's your girl, the Chica, coming at you live and direct from The Six. On today's show, we'll be featuring one of Toronto's best-known club DJs out there. DJ Ghost Rider, everyone. I am pleased to welcome Sean Fernandez to our show today. Welcome, Sean. Oh, we're using government names now? Oh, shit. Well... (laughs) Welcome, DJ Ghost Rider. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, first off, I'd like to say thank you for being a guest on my show. And I'm very excited for our listeners to get to know more about you and uh, your exciting career so far. Okay. All right. Uh, well, um, from the West End of Toronto, which is Mississauga. Okay. Um, been DJing since I was... 16, okay. 39 now, kind of getting up there in age. Okay, okay. Well, we still young. We, we still got lots of life left in us. We're still Back. doing our thing. So age is just a number, my friend. I hear you, I hear you. All but, right. um, part of the Judgment Day sound crew. 
Okay. Shout outs going out to Shades. Uh, shout outs to Knowledge. Uh, M3 Richie. Uh, and previous members, Tech Reloaded. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We've been out here for a hot minute. You know, be doing our thing in the Toronto scene and the U.S. scene and parts of the world. That's pretty okay. much that. Super. Now, how did you actually get into the DJ world? Um, it's funny. Um, I met up with a guy. His name was DJ Niceness back in my starting stages. Um, didn't know shit about DJ. Okay. Um, we used to play basketball down at Cawthorne. Okay. Um, Rub and saga uh, hard there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he came with his little boom box playing his mixtapes and whatnot. And I was kind of liking his uh, mixes and blends and whatnot he did on his mix hip-hop mixtapes. Okay. So, you know, started questioning it and whatnot. And then, you know, two things, started hanging out with him. He invited me over, mess around with his turntables, trying to learn okay. the equipment, trying to yep. play one, two records here and there. And then, yeah, pretty much from there on, I just kind of got the hang of it and, Try to see where it'll go. And as they say, folks, the rest is history. All right. Yeah, practically. Now, your name, DJ Ghost Rider, what inspired you for this name? I had a few names before that. Okay. Which is pretty crappy. Well, actually, technically just one. I used to call myself DJ Intellect. Okay. Because <laughs> I was all in my books. Okay. So, you know, a little smarty pants. Call myself Intellect. Didn't really go anywhere. Okay. Never, um, never heard that one before. Yeah, to be never. With you. No, never, never. Um, but uh, I started off as a reggae DJ, and um, there is a crew, a reggae sound in Canada called Military Sound. Okay. Right. Big up Alan Ladd. Um, they used to be a DJ on Military back in the nineties called Junior Rider. Okay. Okay. Um, so because I used to play a lot of reggae parties starting out, I used to play a lot of after hours back in the days. And military used to be a big part of the after hours scene. Uh, okay. And um, I used to open up because, you know, I knew the bar owner. He let me come do warm-ups and whatnot so I could get my practice on and, you know, so on and so forth. Right. Before the big guys came on. And... Um, Junior Rider was part of military at that time. Basically, gave me my name because I sounded like a real reggae dancehall DJ. Okay. Right, and it and it's it, he basically gave me the name because I sounded just like the way he would play, just just a rider. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so because I I had the same feel and vibe that that he carried when he played military, mm -hmm. he gave me the name Rider. Because, okay. I mean, he was junior rider. Right. So um, so I just kept on just rider for, okay. like, just introducing myself into the scene until the movie Ghost Rider came out. <laughs> okay. Okay. And that's, that's when I, I changed my name officially from rider to Ghost Rider. Okay. Just because of the movie. I liked it. Okay. And it kind of just stayed and everybody started calling me going from calling me Ryder to now Ghost. Okay. So Ghost kept on and yeah, yeah. I kind of kept, I still, I still have the name Ghost Rider. People still call me Ghost. They call me Ghost Rider. They call me Ryder. 
but yeah, it's it's all affiliated. That's interesting how you started off playing reggae because from the years that I've seen you spin, it's mostly hip hop, which I freaking love because not a lot of the DJs tend to play this type of hip hop, the more underground stuff that's not obviously mainstream. Yeah. How did that evolve? How did you get into more of the R&B, more of the hip hop side of things? So, first of all, the reason why I, I jumped into to reggae first okay. is because I didn't have a lot of money to buy various styles of music. Vinyl was, not, vinyl was not cheap. It was not up. cheap. No. It was not cheap. I mean, the... No. You could buy a single for like thirteen ninety nine. A tracks sometimes it was like it was like a hot record. It would be like twenty dollars. Oh, albums, wow. albums were like thirty to forty dollars. And plus, being a DJ, you gotta have doubles of everything. Right. So you're not just buying thirteen. You're buying two of them now. Right. right? Um, but reggae was cheap. It was four dollars for forty five. <laughs> and it was. Hey. And the best way to learn how to mix music as a dj is learning how to mix reggae because the the rhythms are similar right and you're not really transitioning from a lot of rhythms at one shot you just you know you play like five songs off the same rhythm and then you switch the rhythm so as long right. as i got my beat mixing on point i would i just stuck to reggae so i introduced myself as a reggae dj back in 97 playing all ages parties and house parties and what oh wow okay the, the good days yeah and then the reason how, I mean, the, the way I got into playing hip hop and R&B and everything else was that I wasn't making enough money just playing reggae. Like back then, like when I started, I was making like $50 a gig. Wow. Like playing like big nightclubs. I was like all ages. I was playing for like places like Elbow Room and Abyss. I used to go there. First of yeah. all. Guys, who did, if you did not know these clubs, you are not in the know. Like, Friday night at Abyss, Saturday night at Elbow Room, you don't know. It was the party was scene. Lick. That was, and Club 108. You missed another Club 108, one. yep, yep. Like, these were the places in the West End that were bumping back in the day. Yep. So I, I paid my dues for, like, the first two two to three years playing for like $50 gigs, $100 gigs, just to get my name out. Big shout out to Uncle B that put me on the the thing. Uncle B Entertainment. My first DJ I ever played with was was Soka Monarchs. Okay. Like, you know, in the all-ages scene, that's when they were huge in the all-ages scene. Them, Ill Kids, guys like that. Um, Reddy Fox, you know, King Turbo, blah, blah, blah. But, um, yeah, so basically, um, I jumped into hip-hop and R&B because I was like, you know what? I can't stick to one genre because not everybody wants only a reggae DJ. They want someone that plays right. a little bit of everything. Right. So I was at that time transitioning from vinyl to CDs. Okay. And I'm talking about like, I never started collecting hip-hop and R&B until 98. Okay, yeah. 98 roughly 99 so a couple of vinyls like i i i'm very i probably put together maybe like four crates of vinyl when it wow. came to like hip-hop and r&b which is okay. nothing compared to what you're supposed to have wow. right but i'm just starting i'm still starting out i'm still getting out of the, i'm just turning 18 now 
Right. Right. 98. I'm just turning 18. I'm still pretty decent with the, with the hip hop. I mean, the all ages scene. Mm-hmm. So 19, I want to jump into 19 over. I'm going to start playing the real club. Right. So I started preparing myself. So I started transitioning the CDs and then CDs was basically MP3s you would download. Right. So yes. they got faster. Yeah. They yeah, got wire. Yeah. <laughs> had all of that. Had yes. the bad quality. Had you name it, I had it. Woo. You know? Um, so yeah, I started started building the collection. Uh and then yeah, that's pretty much how I got into it. I wasn't really getting a lot of big gigs yet. Okay. But I was still building up the collection and you know, waiting for it so it to happen. Okay. And typically selection process. Um, I don't I don't select. I don't pre-select. Okay. I just go in blindly. I really? read the crowd and I play. Wow. But you're like, always I mixing. feel Yeah, the thing about me is you show up late, you're not gonna know what's being played. Right. A lot right. of these DJs coming up right now feel that oh, okay, because you know there's fifty DJs on the bill. Yep. We need to show up when they expect us to show up to play. Yep. Not knowing what's been played. Nope. I don't care if you just started out or you've been in the scene for a hot minute, you know, you still got to come out early. You still got to take in what's been played so you don't play bad music, you know, and I still do that till today. Like, I mean, I won't show up like at 9, 30, 10 o'clock unless I'm the only DJ in the base. But if there's like a, a list of DJs on the bill, yeah, yeah I'll show up like 11 you know, I don't care about the warm up. I'll still bust the next warm up. I right. feel no ways. I still won't play back. So I don't pre select. I never do. I've never done it. So I don't think I would start now. Unless it was like a serious party, like, you know, like a themed party where, you know, it's strictly like old school. Then I got my old school parade. I'll just juggle right through it. Right. You know, stuff wow. like that. Yeah. Because most DJs usually have an idea of what they're going to play, start organizing their sets, get it going in Serato and all that good stuff. So. Yeah, see, the, the thing with that is is that, um, yeah, that's good and all to, to pre-select your, mm-hmm. your crates, your sets before you go play. Right. But then what happens if you got a DJ that thinks he knows it all and comes and busts the top 40 at like 1230 at night? And then you're playing right after him, after him, like say one thirty, and that's almost prime time time. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Play the same set all over again? Nope. Right. Even though there's probably do. like twenty people, some people, yeah, people do that. Yeah. But I'm saying like that's not me. I I, I wouldn't want to play back somebody's set. Right. And there's way too much music in the box to to even think of that. A lot of these users don't get that. Like they they think just a top forty is gonna make it. Right. There's way too much music, man. And, you know, I like the way that you think because you definitely do not play the typical tracks. Um, you'll bust out things that I'm like, yo, did he just seriously play that? And the crowd <laughs> is is bumping, everyone's jamming. I'm like, all right, I dig it. This is awesome because a lot of guys do typically play the top 40s and they actually feel no ways repeating what three other DJs just played. Exactly. That's not but me. We, we hear it as the, you know, club goer or consumer. We hear, okay, yo, they've already played this like twice. What's going on here tonight? Yeah. So, okay. Very good. Now, 
What's your favorite 90s jam and why? That's way too much to ask. <laughs> That's way too much. You can't right. ask me a question like that. Hey now. Just kind of, you know, get I have idea. like over 500 selections. Okay. Um, that's, that's throw, a out a couple, throw out a couple names then. I don't care what anyone says about R. Kelly's track still bump. Burn <laughs> it up. Burn it up will forever you know? be one of my jams in, in going down in history with him, man. Like, that's all I got to say about that. I love my woo. I love my Bob D. Yep. Big up. You know, I, this is way too much to list. Okay. This is way too much, but. I'm 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 a straight old school dude. Like I'll bust right. old school any time of the night and it's a bumping party. Yeah. I don't have to wait towards the end of the night. I don't gotta wait to do it like midway or at the beginning. I'll take you at like three o'clock. I'll take you at like one o'clock. Shit, I'll take you at ten o'clock opening warm up set. It is I what know. it is, you know? That's, That's just the way that music's set. It hits right. different. Right. And I mean if you look at if you look at it back in the day, you called out clubs like Elbow Room and Abyss and whatnot. Yo, these tracks were bumping any hour of the night. Mixed exactly. in with some dance hall, mixed in with some reggae, a yep. little bit of dance music. That was your night. Yep, pretty much. So, all right. Now, another tough question, seeing as uh the other one was a tough question. Yeah couple of your favorite artists and why um i fell in love with hip-hop with biggie okay because okay he he basically spoke the truth yeah you know pop yeah. spoke the truth yep um dre was just an awesome producer yep uh followed by snoop yep it's, you know just that west coast east coast was like on point back in the nineties, you know. I mean, right now, yeah, this right now it's all about trap music. It is, you know, trap, like trap music you, is I don't think easy. you can even. I don't think there's real hip hop anymore, right? Even that New York hip hop is turned into Atlanta, so yeah. it's like, you know, everything is trap. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love trap. I've been bumping traps even before it got hot in in Canada, right? Because I used to play in the states a lot, so that's how I learned my trap. I didn't learn it from Canada. I didn't learn it from DJs playing it out here. Right. Right. I was playing probably more underground trap than commercial trap before it even hit Canada. Right. And I was playing it in Canada and people were just looking at me just blank. I believe it. Right. But but I mean, yeah, man, I'm 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 down with my old school hip hop artists all day. KRS one. Yeah. You name it. Till today I'm bumping all that. But I mean Back about 15 years ago, track music was on Hot 97 in New York. Yep. So it was always there all over the States, mm -hmm. but it wasn't here in Canada. You wouldn't hear it at no. a club. Like that, no. you'd just be like, what exactly is this mix-up? Yeah. So. It's true. But now it's, that is, that's the music of today. Yeah, pretty so. much. Like, I, I've, I, I don't think I even heard a decent hip-hop record in a minute it's all new york artists are busting trap so it's it's uh it's rare i think smop pop smoke was probably the only one that came out recently that you know rip pop smoke but he was probably the only one that came out with a decent hip-hop album in probably two decades wow <laughs> yeah in a minute that's for sure yeah now in your career you've played tons of amazing events from 
boat cruises, clubs, all sorts of different things. And the list goes on and on and on. What are typically your favorite events and why? Um, I like boat cruises. They're fun. Yep. Um, you know, unfortunately, we live in a country where it's seasonal. Right. But um, um, I, you know what? I don't really have specific. Actually, no, I lie. I do have specific events. <laughs> For example, my <laughs> birthday party. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Tell you us know, about that. Yeah, Sagittarius status. It's been going on since two thousand five. Okay. So it's been out there for a hot minute. Wow. Um, I mean, it started off really small because I used to do. Uh, I was a resident DJ at Government Nightclub on Fresh Fridays for like four plus five years. Okay. And. Uh, I used to control the small room. It was called um, the Deluxe Lounge. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, yes, I do. So that used to be Deluxe Lounge on a fresh Friday night. used to be the reggae soca room. Yeah. Of, of the urban night. Yeah. The main room, which had BBU, um, had like all the hip hop, R&B, reggae, top 40, stuff like that. In the orange room, yes. No, no, no. I'm talking about Fridays. Oh, okay, so I, I never yeah. used to go on Fridays. Fridays, orange okay. room had a separate booking. Yeah, it was like different parties on a Friday. In the okay. orange room. But and the main room was like the urban night. And then part of the urban night in the deluxe lounge, which was a small round, was Judgment Day Sound Crew with myself and Tech Reloaded. Okay. And Lindo P. Wow. And we okay. would play soca reggae. With a little bit of hip hop, but not too much. Too more hip hop, more soak and reggae. Right. Right. Um, and big shout outs to Mass Appeal Entertainment because they're the ones that brought us in there. Okay. Uh, so that's where I originally started Sagittarius Status. Wow. So that little small room grew into something real special. And then once we finished with government on Fridays, uh, and moved on to different things. Um, I just basically started doing the event everywhere I used to run a Friday in the city. So I've done Saturday status at Seven Lounge when I used to do last year on Flow 93.5. Oh, wow. Um, I did Saturday status at uh, Wins Carter's Club, Inside Lounge. I remember that place, yeah. Um, I've done it at Fluid Lounge. I've I done it at, place too, uh, yeah. at Orchid. Remember that place too. Um, yeah. Embassy, you name it. It's it's been wow. done. Throne nightclub, club on a way. So it's it's been done. Okay. And just recently, the last two years, I've done that close hut, which is a different vibe because I'd never do it in the West End. Okay. And uh, since you know we're doing Fresh Fridays in Clips of Hut every Friday, we said right. we'll do it there. Why not? The space is there. It's decent. And plus, I'm from the West End, so. You know, that's it. Make it easier for the people, and it's been sold out. Interesting, and I mean, yeah. you started off with just you know the regular clubs like you know Abyss. They're typically everybody type clubs. Nicest way to say it. But lately, you've been doing a lot of the West Indian parties. How did you get into all that? You can blame Sweet Flavor Entertainment for that. Okay, that's uh, Judgment Day's manager. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so 
I mean, Brian's Trini. Okay. And I, I think he's Trini and Guyanese. Okay. Yeah. So, um, he's been promoting West Indian clubs for as long as I've known them. Okay. From like connections to all the Calypso huts, the Shepherd stations, uh, you name it. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's we've been doing urban stuff downtown too, but he always has love for the West Indian crowd. Right. Trying to tell. So because he wanted to still keep it, I said, okay, cool. You know, let's do everything else and also cater to to the, the Western clientele. Right. So after taking a break from downtown, because I mean, all the condos were coming up, clubs were getting shut down. So we said, okay, well, let's look into some venues in our own area. Because he's from Rexdale. I'm from Saga. So let's find something in between. And that ended up being Brampton. Okay. And, um, you know, spoke to Jerry, made it happen. And, you know, we... We kind of did our thing. But, I mean, we've done parties everywhere else, too, like Western Indian parties. But we've never, ever done a weekly Western Indian party. Right. Until we came to Columbus Island. Okay. We always did a lot of one-offs, theme parties, etc. But, uh, yeah, uh, Clips Hut was, like, our first weekly. And it did pretty decent. I would say okay. we've been there for two years now, two and a half years. So, okay. yeah, it's been pretty good. Yeah. Well, the unfortunate thing after hearing this, I mean, I never grew up in the whole West Indian community. I mean, my clubs were government, comfort zone, dogs, yeah. orchids, inside, lot 332, menage. Like, I did everything but the West Indian scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, I've never experienced your Sagittarius party. So fingers crossed that COVID's finally under wraps. It will be my first experience ever. Well, this year, if COVID's under wrap, uh, Sagittarius is going to be in Vegas. Whoa. You're just saying, you know what? We've been locked down too freaking long. Let's go big or go home. Yeah, it's my 40th, so. Okay. It's got to be big. 1,000%. Hopefully, Hopefully we can fly into the States them time. (laughs) that still is a mystery we don't know i mean taking it one day at a time so we'll see we'll see how it goes right now you said that uh, you've mentioned that you played all over north america here in the states where do you love playing the most and why new york all right hometown um i love it because no 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 i I, i've lived there okay but i'm not from from i've lived there Okay. For seven years. That's a pretty considerable amount of time. Before 9 11. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, I love playing out there because they're open to music. They're not like any age group or Mm. age bracket knows all the age bracket. You know, they, they, like, I could come in there, play for a a young 20 plus crowd. Okay. That just started clubbing because you know it's twenty one plus the club out there, and they would know um, the anthems from like barbecue. Wow. Okay. Yeah, they would know anthems that you would play at a barbecue, mm-hmm. and you can actually get forwards off of that, like slapping the walls kind of forward. It's not like <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean, like a pull up, like a money pull yeah. up, <laughs> yeah. like a back in the day pull up. Yeah. 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 So 
I can be myself out in New York. Okay. I don't got to stick to a certain routine that right. I would have to do if I go to like Atlanta. Atlanta, you can get away with it a little bit. Not too much, but a little bit. Okay. Um, because they love their trap. They love yeah. their South. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you go to Miami, you can't do that. You got to no. place out. Yes. You know what I mean? You go to yes. um, Texas, you can only place out. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's hard in certain states. Right. But like New York, I can pretty much do whatever I want anytime I want the night and still get the same crowd reaction I would get from a warm-up to an ending of the night. Okay. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I would have to say New York. And I mean, with New York, definitely, it's a vibe there. I find that it's a a very different party scene than we have here. Here, I find it's so much more laid back. The party doesn't even get pumping, like, like banging till like, 1 o'clock. Down there, I like 11, rammed, packed, bumping. It's like... Is this really happening? This like early? people actually know how to party out there. They do. They legit Pretty much do. every part of the state. It's, it doesn't have to be just New York, but I'm saying yeah. like, the party scene overall in the states is totally different. From- yep. Yeah. I, I'm telling you that 1,000 percent as well because that's yeah. um, after partying and all the best clubs, the whole entertainment district for like you know my entire life. Your entire mm-hmm. life working in the entertainment in, in the entertainment district, it's hard to be just in mediocre, blasé type events. Exactly. You want the uh, the excitement, the fun, and the states they, they will deliver. That's for sure. Yeah, so, facts. all right. Now, some songs when you first hear it, you already know this track is a banger. Like, let's say Tupac's hit 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 him up, for example. What are the characteristics that a track needs to have to be groundbreaking music? Definitely beat beats key. Yep. Uh, the hooks definitely the second key. You can't have a dope beat and a shitty hook. <laughs> it's not gonna work. Right. Um, those two together, you could have the rest of the track sound like trash, but as long as you got those two locked like 1000% mm-hmm. the tracks fire okay. you could say gibberish the rest of the track right nonsense which 90% of the tracks are yeah. but the hook and the beat that's all it takes okay yeah that 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 to me in this day and age is a banger yeah. back in the days you would actually get a full track that's a banger yeah right? but now i mean more. you take what you can get ouch you know it's you pretty much take what bad? you can get I mean, it's not that bad, but I'm just saying, like, the newer artists now, it's like you can take whatever you get as right. long as the beat and the hook's on point. Right. Right? Okay. Because that's all people are going to remember at the end of the night is the it's beat true. and the hook. They it's don't true. care. They probably don't even understand the first two lines of the, <laughs> of the first. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. yeah, beat and hook, man. That's what it is right now. Y'all heard it first. Beat and hook is where it's at, man. Yep. All right. Now... All careers come with their own fair share of like challenges, struggles. What are the typical struggles that DJs face? That's a big one. In general. Well, I mean, there's a there's a lot. Um, it's like my main thing is well, I I, I understand with the with the change in time and whatnot. 
DJs became promoters. Yes, about 10 right? years now. Yep. Technically, I'm one of them. Yep. Because back then, I mean, I get it. When you start out, you got to put in your work. Right. You got to help the promoter flyer. You got to, you know, because I was in high school. So, you know, you got to hand the high school kids all the flyers for the party this Friday or Saturday, the all ages club, you know, Bill Selber right. room, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But then you have to, at one point, have to separate yourself from being that promoter so you can concentrate on the music. Right. But then the issue turned out to be when you started concentrating on the music and let the promoter do his job, then he blames you that there's no people at part. You hear what I'm saying? Right. So because you concentrated on the music and you didn't really follow through 100% with helping promote the party, mm -hmm. so now it's all up to really the promoter and you being the DJ, and then the party flops and there's no pay, Ouch. it's because the promoter said that the DJ didn't bring the people, when technically you're just there to play music. But isn't that their job, though, to bring the people exactly. and speak a promoter? Exactly. But back then, oh. that's 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 what it was. You know, we used to get the runarounds with the pay, and you know, there's like only fifty people here, and this is the expenses, and you know, wow. blah blah blah. So I, I've been through it all. Right. Um, that's why, like, after government nightclub, when I did the the five year residency, I just I said, me and Brian, we just said to ourselves, we're like, yo, let's just do our own thing, because it makes no sense. That we play all these venues, the places packed, and we still getting shortcut on the pay. Right. right? Wow. So at least if we do our own parties and we fail, it's on us. Right. We got nobody else to blame. Right. So that's what we ended up doing. We took a small venue like Flirt Lounge. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It was an Adelaide. Yeah. yeah. Adelaide and Duncan. Small yeah. little hole in the wall club, but it did the job. A very, very tiny club. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Two what two two levels, and it was perfect because I start we started up a, a, a Saturday night there called Smash Saturdays, okay, and it was Judgment Day and fully loaded two DJs, and uh, we run the shit out of it. We did our own street team work. Mm -hmm. Brian was crazy on the promo, and we just we just smashed every Saturday, and we made our own money. Like we didn't right. depend on a club hiring us or a promoter hiring us. And then the money we saw in return was stupid. It was stupid crazy money. Like, promoters don't even see that right now. DJs wow. don't even see the money that we saw. Or we still see till today because we're doing our own thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Wow. So, yeah. Like, that That was the main, the main thing was, you know, trying to separate the DJ from the promoter back then. It's right. still the issue now because every promoter now wants you to push the shit out of a party. That's exactly you know, it. I mean, they don't specifically want you to hand out flyers because, I mean, you you get tickets now to hand out flyers. Right. You got to be real scarce about it. Right. And, you know, flyers, I don't feel, do what they used to do. No. Right? So it's all about social media promo, your Instagram, exactly your Facebook, it. your Twitter, your Snapchat, your TikTok now, whatever mm -hmm. the case may be. Mm -hmm. Right? So I feel that, you know, I mean, I don't have a problem pushing parties. Like, I've never said no to a promoter that's hard. Right. But it's funny, though, because when I hire DJs, I always get the runaround. Oh, wow. Okay. The runaround to 
push the event I just booked you for. Right. It's like pulling teeth. Oh, you wow. Know? But me, I mean, to me, it's like, hey, any promo is good promo. Right. If I don't push it and he pushes it, at least at the end of the day, he can't tell me that, hey, I didn't bring nobody or I didn't promote. You know, as they say, you didn't promo, so you shouldn't get paid. Right. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's still going on. But I mean, back in the day, if you did not have those flyers, you had no damn clue what events exactly. were coming up. Like, right, because there, there was no social media. No social media. Exactly. That was social media. Was that part. was our social media. Exactly. Wow. Interesting. And I mean, I still have a box from the 90s that I kept and the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Just random flyers from from everything. From Fluid, from Wet Bar, from, oh, yeah. from Level. The whole, like, the wow. entire, enter- well, I was an entertainment district queen back in those days. So, I mean... That was my thing. So I'm going to take a look through and see, like, Judgment Day and Ghost Rider and all that good stuff. Yep. You guys are, are definitely on these flyers. So For sure. <laughs> interesting. What a, what a uh-huh. trip down memory lane. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. All right. Now, all careers, again, there's always room for improvements. You know, whether you're an artist taking vocal lessons what would be something that DJs can work on improving aside from the pr- promoting aspect of things um, to make them from being a regular DJ to a damn that man's fire. Yo, it's innovation. Okay. You, you have to like, you can't be simple anymore. Just the regular no. mixing from one record to the other. doesn't really cut. I mean, it cuts when you're practicing, right? You know, but, People want to see, you know, what they do right now with, with the whole Red Bull freestyle, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, what DJ Puffy does, you know, like that kind of style is what gets the crowd going. Right. You know, a lot of DJs can pull it off. A lot of DJs can pull it off. Right. You got to be really dedicated to learn that kind of shit. You know, like me personally, I love remixing. So you always catch me remixing some shit on the fly. I've noticed that. Right. So I'm never really going to play like I'm not crazy with the scratching. I don't do like that turntablism stuff. I wish I did. Right. I'll probably take my shit to another level. But yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I'm pretty basic, but I still kind of like make it interesting in the crowd with the remixes. Like I know remixes is not new either. It's no. still old. Scratch yeah. has been doing it for generations, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like. But to me, it's like. I'm not copying what other people are doing. I'm doing my right. own thing, my own style of remixing. Okay. Um, I'm not listening to what somebody else remixes and I play it like the next week and do the same routine. You know, like that's the, that's the last thing you would ever see me do is try and copy somebody else. But I've seen everybody else copy me. I've seen new DJs over the years copy word for word sets. Come on. It's like they recorded me and are now playing me back. Yeah, I've seen it. Way too many times. Flattery? Whatever it is. That's really weird. Not even gonna that lie. Is weird. That's weird. You know, yeah. I've seen it way too many times that even when they try to do it, it's like fuck up. But like, why would you try to do something you can't physically do? Right. At least practice, you know. I mean it's great that you're trying to do something with it. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But don't come out sounding half ass. I think for me, I wanna get into the whole Red Bull freestyle kind of 
stuff. But at the same time, it's like that's basically what everyone else is doing right now, anyways. Like DJ Kevin mm. is is doing that. He's and doing a crazy good job with there's, it. There's uh, Brandon Duke. He's yep. a young cat. Yeah. He's crazy. Yeah. He's yep. super crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, um. But I don't know. Like at at my age right now, I don't have the time mm. and capacity to tr- even try and attempt to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm yeah. not saying I want to keep it basic. I'm still doing what I'm doing. I'm still hyping right. a crowd. I still get a crowd going on what I do because that's just what I do. Right. But it'd be nice to, to, to try and do that style as well. You know, even if I can get a, like a 5% of it in my set, great. Yeah. You know, which I think I have right now. Okay. But to, to do even like a 25% of it is, is good. That's what Kevin does, DJ Kevin. Yeah. I've been watching that cat for a few years now, and he's just—he's crazy with it. You Listen, know what I mean? I, I, I rate that guy. I'm telling you, as is, and I mean, I even told him recently that when I've seen him play on this massive stage in Florida, mm-hmm. not even gonna lie to you, I was completely shook because yeah. a, I was not expecting to see any Toronto DJ on that stage, um, right. and he came out. And tore it up. Like, literally freaking tore. I'm like, yes! Representative T-Dot in the six, the six and all this good stuff. And my, it was my, one of my cousin's events. And they're like, well, yeah, because he's blowing it up everywhere. Everyone is okay. watching him big time because yeah. he has that innovation. And he's yeah. doing things that, I'm sorry to say it as is, I haven't seen that in a long freaking time, man. Like, there's not yeah. a lot of guys who pull off that kind of style. Yeah. It's it's hard. Like, usually those sets are pre-planned. Yeah. Those sets are pre-planned. Like, you can't... And you can't even, like, go on with a 45-minute set doing that all the night. Right. You can't. No. It's, it's impossible to, to stick and do stuff on the fly, which is what he does. He does stuff yes. on the fly. Yes. Which I rate. Yes. And that's how it's supposed to be done, is on the fly. Not pre-plan your shit, come to the club, and then perform it. No, that's, he's not that's, doing that. That's what demos are for YouTube. Right. right. Right? But he actually comes in, does the shit on the fly, live, without thinking twice, just off the top of his head. He says it as is, that he will stand there, observe, A, the audience, and yeah. B, he's observing what tracks were played, I'm like, dude, how do you remember all of this? Well, that's what I'm saying. And then go up there and just rip it. I already you, done forgot everything. <laughs> but in order to do that, you have to know your music inside out. Yeah, and he all does. your genres. Yeah, he does. He that's does. the most impressive thing. Yeah. He tr- like, and I said it as this. I'm like, you know, you're so young, and for you to know these tracks, I mean, this is what I grew up in the '90s and 2000s when. As it is, you weren't born yet. Yeah. So the fact that you know this music so intricately, yeah. dude, it's freaking impressive beyond impressive. Yep. Facts. So shout out DJ Kevin. Yeah. So shout out. Big up. All right. Do you think it's beneficial on that same tip, you know, talking about DJ Kevin, how he knows the music from the past? Do you think it's beneficial for other DJs? To master their craft, to know 
music more in depth, more about reggae, even though they don't listen to reggae or they don't listen to hip hop. Heck, they don't even listen to dance music. But is it to their benefit to know these genres, at least have an idea of them to master their craft? It's good to have that background. Okay. I personally feel. Okay. Uh, even though you don't specialize in, say, classic house. Right. But at least try and keep maybe like a set of two in your laptop. Right. You know, learn that set of two because you never know when you're never going to be. Right. Right. Because you can't say that you don't play it, especially in this day and age where everything's accessible, sometimes even free. Sometimes you're part of a record pool where you're paying a monthly fee. Of course. But you still have to keep that that top 50, top 100, you know. I personally feel that it's always going to help you down the line. Of uh, even if you never use it, at least you have knowledge of it. So if you are around DJs that actually do play it, right. you can you can join in the conversation. You know what I mean? You can network that way. Maybe you might not get a classic house gig, but you might get a hip hop gig if that's what you specialize in. You right. know, just by networking and knowing the background, it will get you places. No, right? 1,000%. So yeah, definitely know your history, know your genres. Like I don't play rock and roll, but I have a top hundred. Seriously? And I, I have a top hundred. Like I will bust okay. a rock and roll set at Hut if I need to. If I was All asked right. to play Hut, yeah. if I was asked to play Chutney, I have a top hundred. Of Chutney? And I don't even like playing Chutney, but I have a top hundred. Shout outs to Tricky. Shout outs to to um, Lost Soul, Jerome. Shout out to a lot of these that hooked me up over the years. Wow. And, you know, when you said Classic House, I mean, when I think of Classic House, I think of Tricky. That is his go. ultimate genre from history. Sure. So, yep. But I, I, I'm, I'm surprised you said that. Chutney and rock and roll, I mean, that's for me, like you're throwing balls out of like left field here. Yeah. Like, if, like I said, I, I don't specialize in it, but right. worst comes to worst and I need to show off myself. Yeah. It's there. Okay. You know? I might even have a one-two chutney dub. I don't know. Just saying. <laughs> Just yes. putting it out there, you know? Okay. Hey. Well, hey, you got to know music. And I mean, guys, if you can learn anything from this conversation, that is one takeaway right there. You got to know your music to get in this game. So it's good Pretty that much. you said that. Absolutely. All of this encompasses tons of unique skills that you have, you have over the years, you've developed, you've, you know, really mastered. What do you think are these unique skills that has helped you become such an amazing DJ? I don't know. I just thought it was just amazing on my own. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's just, um, you gotta, you gotta stay in the network of things. Okay. You know, key, the key to, to this business is networking. Okay. Um, obviously, right now, social media presence is like the main thing. Like, a thousand percent. You know, even though you you don't get booked a lot, you still got to keep your social media presence at like one thousand. Yep. You know, you, it doesn't have to be flyers. Like DJs take a picture in their backyard and have a a a, a saying to it. You know, and that's all it takes to get your name out further because now you got all these people liking your pictures yeah. and you know, later on you want to post uh, your SoundCloud mix 
And now those same people that liked your picture last week are like, oh, let's go check out DJ so-and-so's SoundCloud mix. He just dropped one. And, you know, it might be good. It might be shit. We don't know. Yeah. But at least you're networking. And people that didn't know you last week know you now either as a good DJ or shit DJ. Mm-hmm. You know, it all depends on you. Right. Which one you want to be. And yeah, it's, it's, it's really networking is key. Okay. That's... In this business, nothing else. Like you could be the. I, I've seen the worst DJs with the best networking skills, and okay. it's gotten them so far. Wow! Really? It's gotten them real far. Yeah. Even though they they they're not the greatest mix at mixing e- e- even and though. blending, yep. track selection, yep. the most important yep. elements. Yep. I've seen. I, it. Okay. All right. I've wow. seen it. Yep. Way too many times. Okay. Yep. Now. After doing so many events over the years, I mean, a residency at Gov for so long, you've done endless, endless, hundreds and thousands of events. Mm-hmm. What keeps you motivated in the industry? Honestly, if once I catch a vibe, that's all it really takes. You know, if I don't have a vibe, I'm not motivated. Like, I'll vibe to, like, 10 people in the club. Okay. You know what I mean? As long as they're having fun, I'm having fun. Right. And that's really what keeps me going is is the clientele. You know, it could be, like I said, five to ten people or a thousand to five thousand people. As long as I'm providing a vibe and they're enjoying themselves and, you know, that's really all it takes for me to keep going. And as long as there's good music still getting put out there. Okay. You know, otherwise I got to go back to my old school craze. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. Nah, I can't complain. Nope. All right. Now, there are some DJs out there who lack the, the, the simple mixing skills to help better their craft. What advice would you give to them to uh, help them be better DJs? Practice. Okay. Don't leave your house. Practice. I used to go to school, come home at like 3.30 if on the off season, I used to play football, so no practice on the off season. So I'm home. I'll put in like three hours on the turntable. Oh, wow. Okay. Three hours of just, you know, I mean, I did get the fundamentals from my boy, DJ Niceness, who originally I started off with. Okay. But then when I got my own set, I would just come home straight, not even change, not even eat, drink, just jump on turns, put the headphones on, speakers up, press play. And wow. just go at it till I got my shit straight. Till I, till I personally felt that I sounded right, mm-hmm. I never took the aid. Wow. And even when I started sounding right, I still practiced. It might not have been four hours, maybe an hour, two hours, right. but I did that consistently every day. You know? Okay. Now, I mean, I play too much that I don't even need to practice anymore. Like, that is my practice. Right. You know what I mean? So, I honestly and strongly suggest that all upcoming DJs practice till you feel you sound right. Because you will know. You're your biggest right. credit. If you think you sound good sounding shit, then fuck. God we got speak. problems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got big problems. Okay. <laughs> all right. Excellent advice. And we touched upon social media. I mean, it is 
the best, predominantly cheapest and freest means of extreme exposure because you got millions and millions online. Yeah. Where can our listeners connect with you online? I'm pretty much on everything at DJ Ghostwriter. Um, like, I don't, I, I'm not too much on Twitter anymore. I think I stopped that shit like 10 years now. Okay. It just bored the shit out of me. Made right. no sense. <laughs> no. Like, I don't think Twitter got anybody anywhere, especially DJs. I, I personally don't know if any DJs that got anywhere with Twitter. Nope. But um, yeah, Facebook has okay. been huge. Good. Huge for me. You know, from posting flyers to posting my mixed links to posting um, my me DJing live somewhere, you know, so that's been big. Instagram's been big. Okay. Um, Snap's been okay. Like, I don't really use it too much, but it's there. Um, then you got your mixed cloud. Mm-hmm. Like, I was doing IG live DJing before IG live DJing was a thing. Wow. <laughs> I believe you that. Know what I mean? So it's like, you know, I mean, I didn't get the numbers that all these guys are getting. I still don't get the numbers all these guys are getting. Yeah. But that's you know, marketing. That's promoting. Yeah. Anything is anything, man. That's Shoot, it. I play for one person online. I feel no ways. Right. You know, at the end of the day, I'm just catching a vibe. Like, if you want to catch a vibe with me, then tune in. That's it. You know, if you want to be snobby and, you know, just skim through like all these DJs usually do, you know. Like, I support all DJs. Like, if the DJ goes live, like, fuck, I'm jumping on live. Say what's up. Right. Stick around for, like, maybe, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes. And then I'm out. You know? Yeah. I'm probably busy. But if not, I'll probably just be cooking in the kitchen. I'll leave the shit on. Yeah. <laughs> well, but I see a lot of DJs that when I jump alive, they just skim through it. Like, it's like, oh, it's wider. Okay, bye. You know what I mean? But it's all yeah. good. I feel no way. You don't want to catch a vibe? Don't catch a vibe. It's all good with me. But, yeah, social media is, is pretty much at DJ Ghost Rider. Okay. I'm everywhere, man. Like CP24. And SoundCloud. SoundCloud too, DJ Ghost Rider. That's it. All Everything right. is DJ Ghost Rider. Keep it, keep it the same all the way through. Perfect. Consistency is key, is key. in social media. Absolutely. Yep. Now, despite with the whole COVID situation going on, I know you've been doing your live streams, which are super awesome. I mean, we're, we've been enjoying that. Any other projects, anything upcoming you want our listeners to know about? Um, at the moment, there's a few things in the works. Okay. Can't really talk too much about it. Okay. Uh, but hopefully before the year ends, there'll be a, a, a few announcements. Cool. Um, but yeah, I was told not to, to talk. All right. Well, <laughs> but okay. no, we're still working. The team is working, okay. you know, we're trying to make some big moves for before 2021. So hopefully the COVID thing disappears faster uh-huh. so the moves can, uh, can move faster. Well, Sean, what's next for you? Um, I want to open up a restaurant. <laughs> really? What kind of food? Maybe a little bit of everything. All right. A little bit of everything. Not too deep of a little bit of everything, but, you know, <laughs> like comfort food. Okay. Comfort food, like, you know, comfort food for all na- nationalities. Yeah. Is basically what I want. Because I like right. I like eating, man. I love food. I love to cook. Nice. You know, right. and for the last five, six years, I've been trying to get this restaurant thing popping. Okay. And it's just, I mean, I know it's probably just not timing. 
thank God it's not time because right now yeah, we're yeah, this is not the time either. <laughs> yeah, so um yeah, hopefully a restaurant in the near future. Okay. And uh yeah. Are It'll be called Cache. Cache? It will be called Cache. The name's already picked. Because you got the name unlocked. What about location-wise? Definitely want to keep it central. Okay, so downtown. So that everybody can get to it. Perfect. All yeah. right. Mm -hmm. Well, fingers crossed. I mean, that venture is another thing that can only happen if all this madness eventually goes away. I mean, these guys are already struggling as it is existing businesses out there. So, yeah. Something to think about. All Definitely. right. And lastly, Sean, you know you got a ton of fans out there. You've been in the industry forever. And what message do you have for your your fans out there? Um, be safe. Okay. During these times. Don't go crazy with it. Don't get lit every weekend. Mind your kids because y'all your asses are old. <laughs> yeah. If you don't that have kids. Truth? If you don't have your kids yet, go make some. <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> you got plenty of time in your hands right now. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. <laughs> nah, but um, just just stay connected, man. Like, if you see me online, say what's up. If I see you online, I'll definitely say what's up. Absolutely. You know? That, that's really it. That's all we could really ask for, man. I don't, yeah. I don't expect, like, I'm getting up in age. I don't expect to do this for the rest of my life. Yeah. You know, I got other plans. Um... But I mean, I love music. That's why I'm here. I don't, I don't really fuss about the pay anymore, you know. Because I mean, I do my own events. So I'm, I'm caking regardless. Right. You know, I don't right. really wait for a promoter to to call me and book, which not a lot of promoters in in Toronto do that. Anyways, I usually get booked as a, from a promoter only in the states. Oh you know wow! I mean? Okay. Yeah, in 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 Toronto, it's like they they block me. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they just, I don't know, I just feel like either I'm just doing way too much events on my own with my team, mm. and they feel like, okay, well, Ryder doesn't need our help, he doesn't need our booking, you know? I think it's either that or they just block me. I don't know, but it's been like that for like 10 plus years, so... Okay, wow. Yeah, so, I mean, like I said, at the end of the day, if if you're a fan out there, say what's up. That's all we can really ask for right now. Exactly, and stay safe. Stay safe. Better days are coming. Hopefully. We can pray. We're going to be hopeful. <laughs> awesome. Well, guys, yeah. that's it for today's show. Sean, thank you for being such an awesome guest. Thank Honestly, me. that was a trip down memory lane because now you you brought up things I haven't even thought about for like 15, what, 15, 20 years now. <laughs> Le yeah. Legit. Because, I mean, when were these things happening? Abyss and 108 and... All the fun times. What That's like I, I completely even forgot that all ages even existed, and that was my thing as a child. All ages. Oh right? man, all ages forgot was that. like was the shit. It really was. <laughs> but I, how do you explain that to someone that you were underage but having the time of your life partying when there was like no yeah. alcohol and all that stuff involved? Yeah, they, they don't have that right now. They don't even have all ages anymore. No, they, I mean, I, I, I think if they ever did an all ages right now, it would be a huge massacre. <laughs> <laughs> I would think so. It'd be a, I, I think it would be a shit show, actually. Like, because... Yeah, we would have the biggest crime rate in <laughs> Toronto overnight. Yeah. 
I would say 200 people, 300 people dead in one club. <laughs> but we just never the way these kids, just the way these kids move nowadays. Yeah, but you know what? We did not have these problems growing up. No. Nobody no. got shot. Nobody got stabbed. We all went home safely. Yeah. Sometimes fights happened, yes, yeah. but it wasn't to this madness that's going on every day. I think I've only had one incident in my entire career where there was a stabbing at an all-ages party I was DJing. I and did that was see a, a couple. Yeah, I was there yeah. that night. And yeah. the irony of that story was actually one of my boys who oh, uh, fought. Yeah, it was Afghan situation. So, oh, okay, okay. yeah, that was many, many years ago, I remember. But those kind of things did happen here and yeah. there. But it wasn't like people are gonna are dying yeah. the way that things are happening these days. So. yeah. yeah. Wow, I totally forgot that incident too, man. Yeah. Talking to you is like literally a way back freaking playback. Yeah. Again, can't wait to see you back at Calypso Hut. Spinning Definitely. your tracks. Fingers crossed, sure. you know, Vegas for you this year for your birthday. Yeah. And I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in this week's show, guys. Thank you so much. And make sure you'll be tuning in next week. We have another amazing guest on the show. DJ Mixmaster. Mark Singh, everyone. <laughs> Big up. Ba, 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 Big up, John. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Take care. Wonderful day. Take care. Tonight was so crazy. If you weren't here, you crazy. Look down, look down, look down, look down. Now, I like dollars, I like diamonds, I like stunning, I like shining, I like million dollar deals. Where's my pen? Bitch, I'm signing. I like those Balenciagas, the ones that look like socks. I like going to the Tula, I put rocks all in my watch. I like sexes from my exes when they want a second chance. I like proving niggas wrong, I do what they say I can. They call me party, party, banging body, spicy mommy, hot tamale, hotter than a shot. Molly, fur, coat, Rory, hop up the stool, jump in the coop. On top of the roof, listen on bitches as hard as I can. Eating halal, driving a lamb. So that bitch, I'm sorry though. Got my coins like Mario. Yeah, they call me Cardi B. I run this shit like cardio. Woo!